Get into that. She got to start it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it for my mom. We're just going to start it. Oh, wait. Next week. Macadamia. Dude, I've been crying like a little baby tonight. I know, but I Get love it. it. It's good. <clears throat> I just posted that video. Um, dude, that show, man. Me and Danielle, we're the only... You haven't even seen it. The, I know this much is true. Fuck, dude. It was, too, it was too dark for me. <laughs> okay. I love that Steven tonight like binge-watched the whole thing. Yeah. He binge-watched it from beginning to end. It's... Oh my god, it's so good! I fucking. It was special. Yeah, there there are definitely parts that are like depressing, obviously. But man, what a message! Mm-hmm. You have to have HBO to see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Bill. Let's go. Let's go. All right, let's do this. You want me to ask some questions? Well, like we got Danielle here. Danielle's here and Paul's here. You, Paul is. Paul went straight for the throat tonight. Every <laughs> night. Dude, yeah, every I'm night. I'm like so. I don't. I honestly don't think it would have been. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm just stoked you're here because I don't know what that meeting would have been without you. Honestly, he kind of was. Yeah. Keeping it on track. No, so you're, you're I, I fucked. Feel, What's up with you? You're fucked up. I'm fucked up. Why? What's because going I'm on? in the Ridge drama. Oh. That so kid hates me. I, last night, now I'm going to just be. Did Veronica tell you what? I'm just going to tell you. Last night I woke up and I was afraid Charlie was going to come in and kill me because I'm all alone there and I'm used to, I haven't been alone in eight years. Mm. All alone in this place. I know Charlie hates me. I'm not sure if he's nuts or what his deal right. is. And I'm thinking he has a key. I locked my, my bedroom and I just woke up like this and I just had this dark feeling for yeah. That's not a good feeling. I'm really because sorry. Because I think his whole family hates me. I think they no, all want to kill me. I don't, Who's Charlie? But that's not true. That guy that was here tonight. That's not true though. And I don't think he's capable of killing you. The youngster? Yeah. yeah. Billy! I don't think he would Billy. kill you. Yeah. Nope. Charlie is uh, Pat's cousin. It's the other half of the Ridge family is what they told me. And they said, now you get to find out what the other half of the Ridge family's like. And I'm finding out. I think I like uh, maybe this half better. So <laughs> I don't know. They're, it's all good. But I, you're not going to get killed. I said Charlie. some mean things, which I shouldn't have said. I got to watch what I say, you know. So I hurt his feelings, basically, and, and I feel bad. Well, did you make an amends or not? I tried, but he just yap, 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 yap. So I hung up on him and I just texted him. Oh, good. <laughs> so. Yeah, I felt, okay. I felt really bad about it. And so. It's okay. You don't gotta, you know, you, sometimes you gotta like tread lightly and say nice things in a, bad things in a nice way or whatever. What did you say? Well, I, Pat, I didn't know that it was going to get posted. You know how everything's filmed here all the time? So right. it doesn't, whatever you say, it might end up on a post. Well, yeah. it did, and he saw it. And What did it say, though? What did you say to him? I said he's so full of shit that he doesn't know he's full of shit. <laughs> Maybe Which he is, is. Yeah, he is, and it's true. But you could say that in a nice way, like he's not self-honest or, you right, know, right, right. or, or something. Some people need to hear it like that. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Maybe because this kid is—he's got an. E- There's no chink in his armor. Like it Paul, came out that way for a reason. 
Yeah, Paul Paul said exactly. Oh, it no. Is. is this yours? Yeah, you can have it. Like that? Like, like you all right, bro? No, drink the rest. Dude. There's no more. Can I puff on one of your puffies? Would you mind? This one? Uh, this is the second cup. You have multiple, right? Yeah. You don't mind? I don't mind you puff it, but you can't steal it. I'll try. Wait, I need mine now. I need another one. No, I'll go get the other one and you no, can have you this one. No, you stay there. You got, you, the <laughs> you got it right there. Look. Oh, yay. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Okay, this podcast is now becoming like an ADHD podcast. Danielle has like, how many of these do you have with you right now? I, when I go to the vape store, I buy like seven. And he gives me one free. Okay, so we just did a meeting. There were 70 people streaming on YouTube in our Sermon on the Mount meeting. To attend this meeting, you don't need to be sober or even want to get sober. It's not an AA meeting. It doesn't have really anything to do with that. I mean, it does have something to do with that because a lot of us are sober because that's a lot of us share everyone here and on this podcast is sober right now, but it doesn't, you know... So yeah, join us. We're looking for a different type of sobriety, though. Emotional. Yeah. So 7.30 every Monday on my YouTube channel. It's exciting to have, like, the third meeting we've ever done. Or, I mean, we've, we've done a, we did a few that weren't streamed, but the third one, we already have 70 people. That's pretty cool. And they're, like, in there, like, the whole time. Really? They, they stuck yeah, I mean, well... It dropped, like, towards the end, but... A little bit, yeah. One thing we forgot to do, which is not anyone's fault, but for next week, I'll remind everyone in the group chat, like, that the meeting was on, because, like, Jack wrote me, well, I didn't know it was on, and I was like, Jack, you Jack know. Jack was in it? Jack, no. Oh. No, 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 in, in our group chat, in the group text. Oh, Fuck. We forgot to say come to the meeting, but oh, I told Jack I, I was I, like, "It's every he's." It's every Monday. He and he goes, "I was just making an excuse." Oh I'm my like, god, oh. that's so true though. I've always done that, but now I'm really starting to focus on like the bigger, more like it's not just about us and the people in our group fucking text. Like, agree. I'm not saying that 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 doesn't matter, but I am saying that like sometimes I feel like you know I know for definitely in like the you know, in the whole Astrid world, I, I, I'm not trying to talk shit or anything. I'm just saying that a lot of these older people, they're very stuck in their little bubble. And it's like, oh, this is so important. Our little Facebook group is so important. Our little community is so important. And it is, but like, there's billions of other people on the planet. Why, why are you more important to me than any other girl that needs help? Because we love Daniela. No, yeah. I know you are, and I and do I never love call you. her by her right no, name. No, I know you I like are, and I do love you. But like, those are people too, right? And they matter, and they it's do. like, I just think that we get stuck in our bubble and our perception of what the world is and the people we know, and it's 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 just it's not. No, I'm glad. I'm so happy just, that we're reaching other people. That's it's just what not it's, real. That's what it's all about. It's only what we see. Like we read. It's just all it's bullshit. Perception. So I don't know. I feel like I had that realization uh, a little while ago. Like, cause I've been trying to make art that people see my whole life. Yeah. Right. So I've been 
hitting my head up against the wall of like only my friends seeing it being viral locally. Right. And I'm just done. I'm over it. Right. I'm like, how do you get past that? How do you get to the next phase of like actually maybe affecting our world or our culture, even just a little bit? Like, I'm not saying we're going to change the world. I'm just saying, can we push the ball in the right direction just Mm -hmm. a little bit? Like, and to do that, I think you have to really like, you need to write a book or like, um, be, have a podcast that's successful. Joe, Ro- I think Joe Rogan has, has changed our world in a really significant way. I started taking omega-3s every day again because of Miley Cyrus's podcast with Joe Rogan. Yeah, you started doing what? Taking my omega fish oils again. Me too. Yeah, I it's just ins- went and bought them. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's just like, are you kidding me? Like, that's what I'm talking about. You know? So he's giving people that matter, that, that, are, that are smart, that are healthy, that, that have something to say. He's giving those people a platform. Yeah. Like David Goggins. Yeah. Stay hard, motherfucker. So like that, that peaked like really loud. Um, so I don't know what, if you're going to yell. <laughs> That's just, how what he says. Stay hard, Yeah, but if you're going to yell, like back up a little bit. Stay hard, motherfucker. Okay. Like I could yell, but if I yell into the mic, it, it's not in a new house this is good for you there's weird animals out there i can hear them in the night it's good for me yeah i want to actually come by like this week and check it out will you burn some sage or something yeah and i'm also gonna like like okay, i'll put we, a painting we, in there and we had to like better, yeah. we had to pause for a second because i'm just i'm using a new computer and the project the final cut project was only you know 20 minutes long so oh. it would have ended at 20 minutes so i extended the length of the project thank you pat so De- we're here to sort of finish where we left off on like two podcasts ago we we're talking about danielle and her relapse and she's now got 17 days 17 days and it seems like she's really do- trying to do this thing yeah, yeah, it was sort of a podcast. It was a sermon that turned into a podcast. And people were really into it, and we just left them hanging. Or we were all into it, I guess, and we just mm-hmm. had cut it off. So. <clears throat> so you're sober. Why'd you relapse? So that's a tricky, like, I really need to, I need to find time to sit down and really look at, like, what happened but well, i think that this we can begin that process here we are sitting down no i know but i mean no, but like that's I need what's to... so cool about this. yeah yeah i yeah. want this podcast to be a safe space where people can go deeper like we can go deep like okay so let me just let me just i have an insight but i'll hold it i would like to hear no I won't. You, let's hear you may it. not like this no let's hear I'm, it I'm, i don't care right if I now like it or all not. i was gonna say was let's try to figure it out and if you have an insight let's talk about it but can we talk about how, like, what happened, though? Yeah, yeah, we will. Okay. Well, you can, so you know. And I'll hold on. I'm not going to forget. Uh, you won't? Oh, no. you've been thinking about it? Okay. No, I, I, I've, this is something I've observed over time. I even talked to it a little bit about it. Okay. So this really began when I opened up a rehab in Malibu two years ago called Soul Sanctuary, and we had... A doctor, I, I, I basically brought this doctor from Switzerland. His name was Alex. Um, 
from the Kushnuk practice and I had him become our clinical director. And uh, he brought this company, like it was basically a, a, a uh, what you would call it, a multi-level marketing company um, called Q Sciences and they sold CBD. And so he would bring CBD and so I would, so he wanted me to basically bring awareness about CBD and start selling CBD. Are you okay? Yeah. And the CBD had THC in it and I didn't know. So that's where it like started, the whole CBD. He didn't say anything about that? No. Bringing it to a rehab? Right, no. Did he? This was like a next level rehab where we're doing vitamin drips and we're doing every type of modality, Reiki, acupuncture, vitamin therapy, okay. different stuff. Um, so that's where I began taking the CBD, right? And knowing after the fact, because I felt a little funny and I was like, is there THC in this? And then I took a P test and I was like, yeah, dude, there's freaking THC. I came up dirty for, for pot. And um, so I stopped it right away. But a couple months went by where I was completely sober again. And I was like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. I'm just going to use that CBD with THC in it. So I started taking it again. And then fucking MedMan popped up. That's when, like, it, then the legalization of marijuana happened. And I was going to, I started going to pot stores. And I would get only, I would tell, this is, I have to make sure everyone knows this. I would tell every person I dealt with at a marijuana store I would say, I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I'm sober, 11 years in recovery, and I can't take anything that's mind-altering, um, but can I get CBD? And they're like, yeah, so you can, you know, the, the CBD isn't effective unless it has THC in it. That's what, like, that's what makes it, I don't know how to explain it, but basically... You need the cannabinoids and you need the THC yeah. to have the the effect. Yeah, so they would give me a low dosage of the THC. So every time I would go and I would run out, I would go to the pot store and tell the clerk oh, or tell the person helping me, I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, I can't do anything that's mind-altering, blah, blah, blah. And the THC just ended up, it started to increase. And soon, before you know it, I'm somehow justifying in my head, it's okay, and I'm taking half, I'm taking a one-to-one. -one. So it, it, it started increasing from like a 0.3 to like 50% THC, 50%. It's called one-to-one. -one, right. Right. And then the next thing you know, I'm going through a breakup and I'm going through like trying to get my ex out of my house and just turmoil in that way where I'm like, basically, I feel like I'm going through a divorce. Who's getting the rabbits, blah, blah, blah. He's making me feel guilty about his living situation. And the next thing you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna smoke pot. Like I fuck the CBD. Like the CBD ain't doing shit. I'm gonna just do the THC. So that's how it evolved into that. It Can went, I ask you a question? Yeah. So did the one to one get you high? Yes. But not real high or what? I don't know. I mean, I don't even know well, what compared the, to the pot. Yeah, it was a different. It's different. I can't tell you the exact difference, but there's definitely a difference. Okay. But I just started smoking full-blown THC. And, um, and, I started, and I started really tapping into things that I haven't been able to tap into a long time. I started reading the Bible a lot, tripping out on different stuff and 
and and uh, and then Corona happened, and uh, and I was smoking pot, and then it's everything's a kind of a blur after that. I remember getting a hundred and seven days completely off of pot again, right? And I think uh, I started doing step work again, and then I don't know what happened. Oh, I know what happened. I started hanging out with different guys. And this one guy I actually started kind of like getting into really, like I really liked him. And um, he was really into like his figure. And that's when I got the prescription for the diet pills. And the diet pills is what screwed me, the fentermine. Um, I took the fentermine for... I think like two weeks or something and I lost a bunch of weight and I felt good about myself and I felt that meth feeling, that speedy feeling, that euphoria. And I knew that that was becoming a problem because I saw what my head was doing. My head was already going to, dude, you should just like do some blow. And then it was like, oh, if you do blow, you're going to just do meth again. And so I was listening to, I was just watching my head do that. And I was like, this is a problem. I need to get off of this, but I can't do, I can't get off of it just completely without anything. So because I already used the pot, I'm just going to use the pot to change my mind, to alter my mind again out of the, the meth euphoria, or not the meth euphoria, but the, the fentermine way of thinking. So I needed, I needed the weed. My mind was like, you need the weed to like switch it up. So I got the weed and I started smoking weed again to get off of the diet pills. Then I gained some more weight. So then I got back on the diet pills for like three days and I stayed up for three days straight. And then I got back on the weed again. And, and then I got off my psych meds. Like I'm just, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I thought Pat was a demon. Because Johnny, yeah, de- other people definitely had an influence on me. So Johnny like was telling me that he's like under the force of Lucifer. <laughs> and so I needed to like stay away from him. And that like, I mean, some of the stuff Johnny wrote, like it was very convincing stuff. Cause he like Johnny, Johnny Crump. He, uh, was my friend that I brought here. To, like what was convincing? Um, I mean, I, we would have to read it, but I just was convinced. Yeah. Right. I, I, I don't even want to sure read that poison again. I'm sure he used the same he thought I was going to go on OnlyFans with Pat and Veronica and he thought that I was going to start like hooking up with them and like it being online, you know, and I was just like, that's not happening. But also I think, he, yeah, he uses, he uses the like the same thing that a lot of people that are looking for a, a way to, you know, I'm using, I'm using people, I'm using their suffering as a way to like get. Same thing that Ashford was saying about Billy, like, you're going to film him jerking off to porn. Remember when she said, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's like, I'm using Billy's pain and suffering as a way to get views. Like, no, like, I don't need. Yeah, that's Billy right. That's or, what he said. Nobody cares about Johnny or Billy. Right. They don't have a following. If it was like a bigger person, maybe, but I'm, I just think that they're interesting people that can help others. And in doing that, I'm actually helping grow their following. Right. But you've it's, actually it's a totally changed. totally different thing. Since like, I've been spending so much time with you, 
you've, you've, you've shifted, you've made some shifts in like such a positive direction that I'm just like, Johnny's like full of fucking shit. Well, maybe you, I don't know. I think maybe what, I think, I think maybe what's shifted is you. I haven't really changed. I mean, my, my mission changed. Well, I'm always trying to change, but I've never, I've always been on the same tip. Even when I was, you know, ever since I started talking more about my recovery publicly and the learning to lose thing and doing this pod, I've been doing this podcast for over a year. It's always, I've always had the same. You haven't been getting as angry as much. Yeah. I'm noticing right. stuff like that. I'm talking mm, about mm, like your mm. personality. Like you're not getting as angry as much because when you're angry, that's when you're like a demon. Oh, and you saw that at the, at the, at the, at the at, I've seen that at the lake. I saw you angry at the lake when I was on shrooms and I was like, demon. Well, <laughs> but, but no, but what, 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 what you saw was a certain side of me, like a certain, like there's a side to me that, that really likes this, like, dark humor like earlier today when i was like did did we ask did we give you permission to speak yeah that's like a dry yeah but i'm gonna be like um what the fuck are you talking about yeah, Shut but, it's up. Like, but, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but it's like funny you know there's something funny like that's me and troy have that banter and me and gus sometimes have it and yeah. i was doing that at the late at the when we went camping with Gus and you were like tripping and you saw me like talking shit to him and you thought I was like being serious, but I was like kind of joking and it was mm. like some high level angry comedy thing I was doing. But, <laughs> but then it turned into like something real because Gus is sensitive with that and Gus yeah. is always like the guy that ends up being picked on. So I could see how, and I just looked over at her and I just knew she was just like on one and I just felt something was off and then like, the whole ride up there, I was like trying to show her what I love about Takashi. And I was could, like, Takashi's evil. Yeah, and he pretty much like is. I mean, he's so that could very easily be misunderstood as like, why is this like that's the guy I'm trying to sh promote to you? Yeah, <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I remember that. I got a few texts from you, and I'm like, what's what's going on? Oh yeah, I was worried. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're stuck on a lake. It's not like you can go anywhere. Oh, but, and it was a dirty lake, and I'm never going there again. Well, that's just because you had a bad experience. Right. But but let me say this is interesting. On the way home, I was promoting a Jordan Peterson <laughs> podcast, which you didn't know a lot about him and he was talking about Jesus and the shit he was saying was so amazing and I don't even think you were able to really hear it yeah. because you were so in your head about what your mind was like telling you whatever it was about and I just was like I noticed that you weren't getting out of it what I what you normally would because what he was saying was so right up your alley and you weren't even like responding to it and I was like dude what's up with her I was off all my I just got off all my meds like I was a fucking mess so Danielle I'm gonna get the at the core of your issues I hope you don't get offended is it okay can you give me permission I give to you just speak crassly fully but I want you to be open to like what I have to say in response of, of course are we ready for this go deep all right, so I've known you not very long, but I, I watch people, right? And so I, I believe that the core of your issue is around boys and your self-image. And then that, it, for one, you go for famous pretty boys. Don't deny it, it's true. You, you like famous pretty boys. Every girl likes famous she, pretty she, boys. She's a queen that needs a king. 
And she is. And I you am. do deserve. <laughs> well, I'm not saying what you deserve or don't deserve, okay. but I'm just saying <laughs> you're going for the thing that everybody wants, right? Okay. Uh-huh. And your self-image, like you're a very attractive, very sweet, lovable person. And it seems like you, you're like always, you don't see it. Right. You don't see it. And you always want to change like you're not satisfied and you think if you were this, you could have that. Uh-huh. This is tr- so true. I'm not going to deny anything that's truth. So, yes. Wow, that's But powerful. I think that's what... Co- but I want you to one know... One of your core things that's driving... Sorry, I just get really excited because I think that this is like really profound and powerful and I think that it's normal because you're an alcoholic so you have this unsatisfied mind. Right. And I think this is probably something really common with women in yeah, alcohol. I'm sure. Because, and then this goes back to this message that we're trying to promote which is like we need to stop comparing ourselves to these false versions of what women should look like online. I know it's hard. Oh, you're going to trip when I show you. So, uh, and I'm not saying you're doing that. No, 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 but no. But maybe I you do. actually, you are oh, probably, hold right? Hold on. Are you ready for this? And that's, that's what me and Andy have been talking about lately as far as like one of the show's taglines or one of the show's mission statements is like anti-influencers. Like the like, what we do is the opposite of what normal influencers do. We don't hide all the bad shit. We actually get that shit out. We're looking for it, right? And I we're want like, blood, dude. That's how I do my therapy. <laughs> yeah, but like the, the 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 trick is to is to get through it. Like I'm not just trying to show the car wreck. I'm trying to show the car getting fixed and the process of like. The accident is is what draws people in. They all look and look at it. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, now what? We fought. Now how did we make up? How did we own our part? What does that look like? And that's where it's really... It is through dying that one is reborn mm-hmm. to a spiritual life. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah shining the light on the dirty I'm all about it. And also, like he said in the... In I know this much is true. He said um, through destruction comes renovation pain is the toast and he's like painting the house like he's renovating his father's house who's like about to die and so much so much pain and so much suffering happened in that house and the house itself is falling apart and he's like fixing it up and ah who is on this this show bro mark ruffalo and his character oh maybe i didn't give it a good chance oh no it was it just seemed (laughs) so depressing to me yeah you 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 didn't so you have to start something like that. You really have to start from the beginning and you have to, you know, watch the whole thing. I'm a firm believer in, in hitting a hard bottom. Um, I, I just want to play this, the, the quote from the show real quick, just so that you guys. I'm not a smart man particularly. One day, at long last, I stumbled from the dark woods of my own and my family's in my country's past. Go, holding in my hands these truths that love grows from forgiveness, that from destruction comes renovation, that the evidence of God exists in our connections to one another. This much at least I figured out. I know this much is true. So if, if it's kind of tricky to hear that. So what it, what he said is, I'm not a smart man, particularly. I love that because like 
I'm not a smart man by itself isn't, ah, that's not true, but he said particularly, which kind of means like there are things that I don't, like I'm not that smart when it comes to certain things, you know, that I love, it's, this, is, this is high level poetry, this, this, this paragraph here. I'm not a smart man particularly, but one day at long last, I stumbled from the dark woods of my own and my family's and my country's past holding in my hands these truths that love grows from forgiveness, that from destruction comes renovation, that the evidence of God exists in our connections to one another. This much, at least I figured out. I know this much is true, which is so cool to me because it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's the only thing that's, that's true. all you need to know. It's the only, those are the only things that are true and the way they wrote it and the way um, he said it with the music and after having watched the whole show. So, you know, um. Yeah. <gasps> Should we get a tattoo? I'm fucking. I'm always down. <laughs> I know this much is true. In yeah. that cursive. Wow, I'm down. I I think it's really cool that we saw that show together too. I and, know it was our show. And and I also think it's it says a lot to me about Danielle that that she was able to watch that show, enjoy that show for what it was, and not like. It's not an easy show to watch. What's it about? Um, it's about two brothers, Mark Ruffalo and Mark Ruffalo. They play two brothers, and, and, and one, one of the brothers has, like, MS. And he's psychotic, and he's, like, really, he's very sick mentally. And, and the other brother has been basically taking care of him his whole life. It's been this burden on his shoulder. And he's had a, a really bad upbringing. He didn't know who his father was. Um, you know, it was, he, there was a lot of death around him, him. And he always, his brother was always making his life impossible to live because he felt he had to take care of his brother. And then it's really the whole, I mean, he lost his child. Um, his, Sounds his, pretty dark. The whole show is just all this like bad stuff happening to this guy. But then in the end, it's, it's kind of beautiful. Should you, don't give it away. How many, how many episodes is it? Uh, six. So it's basically like a really, really, it's a basically like a really amazing six hour movie. And the director did A Place Beyond the Pines and um, Blue Valentine. Um, hold on, let me just tell you guys um, who this director is. I mean, have you seen A Place Beyond the Pines? Yeah. I haven't, no. So, Derek Cayenne France. I'm sorry, I don't know how to spell that name, but I don't know. This guy is really rad. The pla A Place Beyond the Pines is just like super. Do you remember it? Yeah. Like, what do you remember? Like, what is it about? Some guy's life, and it didn't seem to have a real point. It just seemed like it was about his life. Or yeah, something. it's just a bad life. It's, it's just bad. This guy, Mark Ryan Gosling, plays the person in this, in this movie. Um, I mean, dude, he's like, you know, tattoos. He rides this, this motorcycle. His character in this, it, this is him in, in the 
I mean, he's a fucking, he's a badass in the show. He's tatted up. He's just, he's a scrapper. He rides this motorcycle and, you know, he's, his life just sucks, you know? He, you make he, me start watching movies again. To me. Yeah, his girlfriend left him. It's TV. He didn't know who his kid was, but then he dies, Billy. Do you remember he falls out of the window and dies? And then the whole second part of the movie starts oh, it's a movie. where it's like his son is growing up and then Bradley Cooper comes into the picture and it's, 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 it's like this guy doesn't make normal movies, you know, he makes movies about like the dark parts of life and what we can take from them. What, you know, look, life is suffering. That's what Jordan Peterson says. So I mean, I love how he he explains it so well. This guy's making movies about that, and like that's a, most people don't want to watch a movie like that. It's good to know that though, because if you know that and accept it, then it then you don't have to suffer. You just know, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's not. Or if when you're suffering, you know this is normal. This is what it is. Yeah. But also knowing the the message of forgiveness. If I could learn to forgive myself, then I could forgive others and I could live in this life. Yeah. That's what I hear from that poem. Yeah. When you said that part of the poem, I thought of Charlie. Because if Charlie forgives me, we could could bond. We could bond, you know? And maybe I think if if he's open... I could possibly be an influence, a good influence, you know? Yeah, and I think that... But if he thinks I'm a son of a bitch, which... Time will... I think that tonight was even a good... um, You gotta make a proper amends. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't really think Billy did anything that was, like, wrong. I just think that this is a kid who's always played the victim. He's always... Yeah, so... so Ask him what you did to make him feel that way. Well, when he's able to listen, he he just talks. He doesn't listen. Let him talk. Okay. Right, right. That's part of the amends. But do I, how much I list- time and effort listen- do I want to put listening- into this little shithead? I was listening to Joe Hawk, I think his name is, old AA guy. And he says part of the amends is you ask the guy, is there any other way that I hurt you or made you feel some kind of way and you mm. let them give it to you mm-hmm. then you ask what can I do to make this right mm-hmm. you put the ball in their court well first I gotta know if I owe him an amends or not I'm not really clear on that cause he's he's like a, a real manipulator you know so but I guess I do if I feel bad about if it you unless, feel, if, if you feel it yeah yeah and then, then I just call him a little piece of shit just right See? now so what's wrong with me cause he's he makes you angry, that's why. But Why is he making you angry? Were you a little shit? Me, yeah. Yeah. You're seeing that. Yeah. Wow. You want you want people to get better because you're better and you see the part of your old self. Yeah, you're right. And the ego tells you that fool's a little shit. But but I didn't know it and I want him to know it because you don't you can't change till you real you see yourself, right? Right. Right. So 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 Danielle, you were gonna say something about how we you got, com- compare yeah. yourself to other chicks? Yeah, I totally agree with you. But I'm on I'm actually now like working through all of that, right? Which is like this is the first time where I don't I'm not crushing on anybody, so I'm really allowed I'm really allowing myself to look inward and work on myself and know what I want. And it's not about that person like I've already come to the realization like that I, 
a guy is not going to fix me. Like I need to do the work that my sponsor gave me, which I really wish I did today, but I didn't. And like, um, after meeting Pat's, you know, spending time with Pat's mom yesterday, like she showed me what she did, which is like, she wrote a list. She gave me a book. She's so cute. She gave me a book that said like how to pick like, um, the, how to stay away from like the wrong guys and, and what to look for and like the right or something like that. And like, it's just something to look forward to. She wrote down like a list of everything, like a long list of like all the qualities she wants in a man. And then she manifested Frank like three days later wow. and she put it in the Bible, you know, and like, and she put crosses and Jesus and she typed it all up and like, and it was just so cute that she showed me that because I didn't talk to her about like wanting a man or anything. And she's like, this is how I met Frank. And she wrote like a list, like a detailed list. And like I read her list and it, it got like really detailed. And, and I know that that's possible. I know, but she literally wrote everything about him and he came into her life three days later. And no, I don't need to be with someone famous, but I do look at myself as a queen and I do want to be with a king. Because the, my last person who I basically, I feel like I did go through a divorce, just not with like the, the paperwork and the attorneys and all of that stuff. Like I, I ripped him apart. I made him feel like shit. And I want someone who's, I just know what I want in a partner and I don't want that. Right. Uh, I want someone who I respect and I look up to and we can compliment each other. So I need to be, I need to li raise myself up to be that too. That's part of the uh, inventory process. You, you write down what kind of partner you want. Yeah. What was the darkest part of this relapse event? What made you like finally want to admit and start over again? the diet pills and knowing that like I, it was just heading in the wrong direction. Like if I was going to stay on those diet pills, it was not doing it the right way. And I knew it was going to lead to like, I knew it was going to lead back to meth. I knew Could it was going to lead Imagine there. being on meth. Oh my God. I mean, that's like a drug that is so hard to get off of. I had to go to five rehabs to get off of that. And the shit just twists you up so hard, man. But it was close. It got close because that euphoria that I felt off Phentermine, which is basically like Adderall. But imagine taking it to like that level of crystal. Like I used to literally like use, I know you know what that is, but like imagining like, like just making sh like turning shards of crystal into powder and just like snorting it. And when you get the good stuff and you get the right amount, you, I would get this wave of like an org. It's not exactly like an orgasm, but it's a wave of physical. It's not even, it's like this physical. And the fentermine like did take me there, like to remember a little bit. Mm -hmm. I didn't do much crystal. I did it when it was biker crank. That's awesome. Yeah, before I saw when the first pink champagne came out. Damn. Oh, yeah. That oh, was my God. Good that's stuff. so before awesome. Before it was crystal. I mean, why do I, I find that so awesome? Because I researched, I did a lot when I was, I was on doing it. peanut butter crank. I mean, I did. I like, think that's the same. Wow. I mean, you get all kinds of I remember of shit. when the crystal started first coming around, but. 
You mean the crystalline form? I know form? why they called yeah. it crank because they were putting, putting in motorcycle in biker, crank, biker yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I researched all of that. I wouldn't stuff. have graduated high school if it wasn't for crank. <laughs> but I didn't get hooked on that. I'm I'm a crackhead. I tried crack. I hated it. I tried crack for 17 years. Well, but the problem is it doesn't last more than like a few minutes, that's right? That's why you go beat somebody up and take <laughs> the money and give more. <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what's so funny to me. So, like, that's why cra- I love meth is because it lasted for, like, a, for long a long time. time. Yeah. Can I just say like, <sighs> um, can I just say that I think that like, I don't really know. I don't know what I want. And that's kind of like one of the biggest, most profound things that I've learned being sober 15 years. Every time I think I want something, God shows me something better or different. Mm. And when you say, I'm a queen, I want a king, it's like, just, I just want, I always just want to be open to whatever it is God wants for me. And I don't want to let any of my old ideas. So I just want to have an open mind. So what does it mean to have an open mind? It means that we have like a blank slate. It's just a blank piece of paper. There's no fucking ex-boyfriend on it. There's no king on it. There's no queen on it. There's no you. There's nothing. (laughs) It's just blank. That's profound. I'm glad you think that way. Me too. Well, and, and, and I was listening last night to this Duncan Trussell's Joe Rogan podcast, which is just, these two are fucking, they're like prophets or something. Well, because they, they Duncan Trussell's was talking about his experience meeting the Dalai Lama and what this, this, this Buddhist teacher told him about how, so when we see letters, the letters... Um, we were able to, to, to see a combination of letters and understand words and then have something be transmitted, mm-hmm. a, a, a sentence, a paragraph. We're able to communicate through words and that's because we understand, because each letter has, but what was it before that? This is like a really, really high level Thing and I almost didn't understand. What was, what it, was before it like? That? The image what was, that you get, what, the understanding what, that you get. What was our consciousness mm-hmm. before that? Right. No. What was it? It was just like you're looking at like shapes. It you don't. It's nothing. And I don't know. Like the goal for meditation is to just be in this like nothing place mm. where it's just like blank and it's just zen. Zen is like unlearning. That's what we talked about. It's like un. Yeah. It, I, I was un- telling her the lyrics to this hymn. It's a spiritual hymn, and he says, I listen to the silence. That's where he is. Yeah. It, That's the words to the hymn? <laughs> That's part of it, yeah. God. Yeah, me, me, or this, the spaces it's in between the sounds. The yeah. spaces wow. between the sounds is really what defines the sound. Yeah. And the space between everything is what defines the things. Yeah, the spaces and in between. Eckhart my, talks about that. The yeah. coolest thing about my tattoos is that they're not running into each other. There's space in between them, and that's right. what, that's what gives. It. I love to do that with my designs too, yeah. because I, I I think of it as islands. You want an island. You just don't want a whole. Well, sometimes you do, but right. then you don't notice yeah. the island, right? So it really the spaces in between. I love that. Do you know that's what I wanted to call my first movie? Well, I think you still can. Maybe yeah, that's I what's wrong with mine. <laughs> what's no? I like your tattoos. I planned them out. No, your shit's dope. But I wanted to make. A I movie. went to your artist. Remember, you told me. You told Fuck. me. 
Yeah, yeah, he's gone now though. But yeah, his name is Bach Artist on Instagram. So the spaces in between me when me and Jesse Roof first found Primetime, we um, we were wanting to make a movie about like uh, getting someone sober on his couch of his cabin in Kennedy Meadows, and we wanted to call it the spaces in between because the movie was gonna be was actually gonna be about friendship. And like um, the talks on the way up to Kennedy Meadows and just all the things in between the events that you think your life are, what really matters. And Joe talked about this too last night when I was, well, not last night, I was listening to the podcast when I walked the loop and he said, all the stuff you think your life is. It's really not those things. It's the moment. It's these moments. Like it's the moments when you have your friends around you and you're just hanging out. That makes me think of my daughter. So there's all the things, right? But the one thing I look back on now that we've been separated, just just be with us here. Okay. Sorry. What are you doing? I found a photo of, I know this much is true and saved it to my screen because I was going to post it and then tag you in it. Do it. Well, you told me to put my phone down. No, that's okay. But, but, but you put your mic like towards your, you can just, you can move it like, so it's facing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just make sure you're talking into it. So you, okay. yeah. So Billy ended up being able to spend the day with his daughter yesterday. Nice. Saturday. Well, Saturday. it was still with, you know, but it was a good visit. But the thing I think about, like my daughter's seven, right? Yeah. I delivered her uh-huh. no hospitals, anything. I've been with her since then. Yeah. And the one thing I think about now being separated is just like this one time we were both sitting on the bed doing our own thing but her leg was on mine touching mine right and it's just like the love like it wasn't an event it was just a random another night yeah sitting there and she's playing her game or I'm reading her a book or I don't remember what it was but just like I don't know if this really means anything to anybody else but so my leg's there and she puts hers over mine. And it's just that that love, you know, like you want to be touching. Like even Rami. Rami comes into my room and he gets on me and snuggles next to me. And it's just, we're not doing anything. We're just laying there or whatever. And it's just that, that yeah. is what's important. To Can you put your phone reason. down? Like, what are you doing? I'm posting this video to Instagram. So wait, hold up. Like what? Yeah, this is, I'm the king here. This oh. is my podcast. And I don't give a fuck. I'm the queen. To, I know. We're so, We're, it's just so funny. No, you're right. Um, I'm just, I, I, I just, I have to post this. I'm like this guy. I'm the social media manager here. I'm going to, I haven't posted a single thing today. You've posted so much shit today. Nothing you- on Instagram. No, but back to what we were talking about, about that silence. That's one thing my sponsor really embedded into me. God is either everything or he is nothing. If you're listening to that chatter, that's your ego. You're either in self or you're with God. The Alpha and Omega. If you could stay in that silence for as long as possible and be with the with the power, you're 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 in the comfort zone. That's what I try to tell people is it's not that my character gets better over time, it's that I spend more time in new character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes your character better because you're spending more time in. 
<laughs> soon as I'm talking and it's not spiritual, all hell can run loose. It's just not satisfied. It doesn't fill the void. Yeah, who wants to be a goody-goody? <laughs> not me, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's good. All right, I'm what learning else? a lot more. Along so do we line. do we want to talk any more about uh, Danielle's core issues, or are we over that? Oh, what what brought you to the point where you were were you willing to give up and and actually start doing this work again and find a sponsor and all that? All right, so with all this time you've had. So a good friend of my so I went one of my one of my best friends passed away six months ago. His name was Jason Davis and. I went to a charity event that his mom had for MS and I went there and I was stoned and I was there with Joanna, who is my sponsee's mom who passed away from a fentanyl overdose. And so I was stoned with my sponsee's mom who was saying just, she was drunk and the words that were coming out of her mouth, I was like, this woman's evil. I just felt so wrong for being at Jason's, they were honoring Jason at this charity event. He was like the honoree. And I was stoned there and I just was not present and I felt like I was acting out of like my lower self. And I just didn't feel good there. And I was really upset because I really wanted to be there for Jason. And then I go see Jason Waller and Wal and Jason's up front and I go see him and he's like, how He's like, where have you, why haven't you called me? And I'm like, I've been stoned. I, I mean, I've had a few relapses and I smoked weed. And, and he's like, why didn't you call me? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. Cause you're, I feel like you're busy. I didn't want to, I don't know. And he's like, that's a bullshit excuse. You should have called me before you picked up. And I'm like, I know. So wait. You is this working? The sound. You're good. Okay. Ah, oh, it's fucking buzz, dude. It's killing me. All right, continue. Okay, so, so, Jason's like really special to me. His passing was actually really hard for me, and he. Um, there you go. Perfect. Um, I, Jason Waller, I met Jason Waller through Jason Davis and Jason Waller sends me a gratitude list every week. And I want one of the weeks <laughs> he sent good. one of his gratitude lists was, uh, what his, his therapist was in his gratitude list. Like she saved, she's helped me with my sobriety. She say she helped save my marriage, blah, blah, blah. So I asked him for her number and um, she became my therapist. So just all these things that are just connected through Jason, just from Jason, right? And, um, and I'm just lucky because now I have a therapist and I see her weekly and she's helped me with my sobriety. Um, and I think just, I, that was my bottom, being at Jason's, being at, that, at the Rose Bowl at the charity event and being stoned at, at your, at your friends who died of an overdose. 
He didn't die of an overdose. Or he was sober. Was he sober? Yeah, he was. But you were at this event and you were high and you were like, what am I doing? Yeah. I need to be sober. Yeah. And Jason was there. All right. Well, so this podcast is. We're Who's talking Jason? About uh, is this someone and, important and to you? I don't know who that is. Yeah. So I have. There's two house. Jasons Jason right. Davis. Mm -hmm. And. Nope. Jason Davis was like one of my best guy friends, right? Yeah. And then Jason Waller was his other best friend. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So Jason Waller's alive. Jason Davis is okay. dead. And um, yeah, they were honoring Jason Davis at this charity event. Okay. And uh, it just to be there and just, I felt like, like, just, I don't know why. I just felt like a piece of shit, to be honest. <laughs> even though, even though this is the thing though, like, I think marijuana is actually a great drug. For me, it's just not because I start living in a different reality and I start seeing demons in people and I start getting really into prophetic messages and just like watching YouTube and then getting in, you know, just I go down some weird path. I go just, in my mind. I'm just so glad that you're like ill enough to like see that and you have the right people around that you like it's, you could so easily be lost in that you know and not not notice it's hard to notice that to see that to be open enough and and have enough humility to see that stuff yeah i was surprised because we had talked and you're like no i just i don't even know if i'm an addict i think i'm just right. gonna i think i'm good and i'm like cool cool we're good okay so so my aunt sent me an email after i saw her okay and my aunt like and i it was pretty heavy do you want me to read it? It was kind of... Oh, your aunt sent you an email, what, like, about... About our... I'm going to actually read this, because this is... This is what kind of... This was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, this is it. Dear Danielle, I've always been honest with you on everything, and I've always told you what I think, and I, and I believe that you have respected my opinion. After seeing you yesterday and listening to your difficult in staying so difficulty in staying sober, I feel that you are going down a dark path and no good whatsoever will come of it. You are an addict as I am, and we need sobriety to live in this world. Religion, religious therapists, magical thinking, smoking weed, mushrooms, none of it are your friend. In my opinion, you should get a new sponsor as this one has not kept you sober and go to meetings every single day without fail. Get rid of any friends who are not speaking to your sobriety. There's nothing that should get in the way of that. You are a 34-year-old woman who could be living her best life, and yet I see the opposite of that. You want re unrealistic things to happen with no ground or foundation under your feet. That has been your MO. Caring about money and rich, famous people and fantasy life is a joke. You need to build bricks to have a life. Conspiracy theories and God will not give you a life. Watching preachers talk about what's going to happen when the world blows up is nothing but a lot of guard, jargon and mumbo jumbo. It's not reality. Nona, too, turned into a religion and Christianity before she sailed right into full-blown mental illness. Is that what you want? From what I see, you are heading towards darkness rather than light. I hope you take some or all of what I hear say here to heart, spoken <clears throat> with love, Rhea. Now, Damn. hold on. Some of that, I'm still going to... Yeah, for the throat, but I am, I'm all about Christian. Like, I'm all about Jesus. Like, I don't care what you say, like what anyone says. Like, that's well, fine. She didn't say Jesus well, is Well, if cool. you live it as a way of life. But I, I have, I I have personal experience with that in my family. And they, they use religion, and she's been preaching the end of the world since she's 18. She's 40-something now. She's totally f 
You have no idea the family I come from. Some people hide behind the Bible to, they, to hide their it craziness. Like feeds. Mm. They use that as. I have family members. She like just that. said it. Your aunt is fucking badass. I that is. She said it in so many words and got the message. You yeah, can tell she, when somebody's living it. That chick is ill. Yeah, but is you know that your what? Mom's uh, side or dad's side? My dad's side. I just. I really just want to say this again, and I just. I can't emphasize this. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold like, on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. I, I Danielle just read us a pretty fucking aggressive message that her aunt left sent her, and to me, yeah, her aunt's amazing, and that's rad that she sent that. But to me, it speaks more to Danielle's willingness to hear that and actually like be open to what was true about that and be like, wow. Cause that's a hard thing to hear, especially the way she said it. You she know? was raising bottom, dude. But like Danielle could have easily just been like, fuck her. She's tripping, but she didn't. She yeah. like took that shit, you know? My aunt reminds me of Martha in a way because my aunt is where the money's at. Tough love. Tough love, but also like she paid for my treat, you know, she paid for one of my treatments, you know, and like it's been a whole thing. Like, I think that's why me and Pat and Pat are very similar in a way because we have both of those. Like, I don't know. Oh, so you don't have a great relationship with her or what do you say? No, saying? I do. Oh. I actually really respect her and I, and that's why that kind that, that email kind of just like was like, all right, well, I have my therapist tomorrow. I'm going to stay sober. I love that. Can you, can send, you send that? It to yeah, me? of course. I mean, to accept that and actually broken. read it on this podcast shows well, a lot of willingness. Yeah, and the thing that I think is 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 cool and interesting about what the way she was, um, the way she was like illustrating that that the God stuff like can be like there's a difference between like what we're doing at our meeting as it relates to God and the mm -hmm. Sermon on the Mount and like what Johnny's doing with Danielle. Yeah, he like, feeds into my like, yeah, like crazy. Th th there's if you go too deep into that, like last night, my aunt, like she's. But I'm into that. Though. No, I I know, but that's what she's saying. She's saying you got to be careful because like, if you get too deep into this shit, it can take you into this like, angry, revenge. Like it's us versus them. Like it, I don't think that's a good place to be and if you really read what jesus is talking about it's not about us versus them that's literally what we talked about tonight it's not about like i'm a martyr it's about turning the cheek turning the other cheek mm. you know well the golden well, key but wait hold on hold on i don't know if it's turn i don't i'm not sure because to me turning the other cheek is just like kind of ignoring it i think that what they're saying is look at it we're going to read that. It's going to come up in the sermon. It, it's not what it sounds like. Oh, turn the other cheek. Yeah. What, what does it actually mean? I don't remember, but I, when we get to it, you'll see. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not like last night. I think that like my aunt was definitely like pointing at things that she thinks are wrong, that other people are doing that are not right. And I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like that's the way 
It's Jesus. not healthy. You're right. It's not healthy. But I don't but think Jesus was doing that shit. I like, don't think Jesus was this either. This fool was like, forgive them. They know not what they do. While That's they turning were, the yeah. other cheek. While they were killing him. That's turning the other cheek. And, and, and my aunt is like angry that I'm talking about like sex while out of wedlock or whatever. Like, like yo, like just chill, dog. Like, do you. Like, if you even knew the relationship she's in. Like, yo, like her, her dude, I don't even know if they're married, but he's like on drugs. They're living at that house. Like it's, it's not like, look at your own house, clean your own house. Like I'm trying to clean my house. Yeah. It says, don't remove the splinter out of my eye before you take the, the log out of yours. And, and that's and, in the Bible. Yeah. And I'm not like, I'm literally I'm not pushing my views on anyone. Right. All I'm doing is speaking about my life and what I'm doing. I'm just sharing my truth. Like what's, and I even say all the time, I don't know. I'm not even sure of any of this stuff. Well, there's only a few things that I do know. I know this much is true. <laughs> <laughs> that love grows from forgiveness and that God exists in the connection between others. And that when you, then that the darkness, you know, the light comes, the, it's darkest before the dawn. You know, when you just, renovation comes after destruction or whatever, however he said it. But I don't know if like monogamy, I don't know about any of that stuff. And I honestly, I don't know exactly how it was written in the Bible. And I feel like if you read C.S. Lewis, like he does say, he does speak on that. And he does speak on monogamy. And how, you know, and I think it is pretty, actually, it is pretty clear in the Bible that you're, you're supposed to be with one person and sex is sacred. And I think that is what they're saying. And I would like to go read more about that. But honestly, like, I don't know. I, I, if I feel something inside of me, and that's probably why I'm not actively pursuing I think so too. Other women. I think so too. And I don't know if Veronica is either. I think that we might be open to like having fun one night with like another girl and like fooling around maybe. I don't know. Or, or we'll see what happens. All yeah. I know is that we're not putting any like labels or any hard lines on like possession. Like I don't possess her. And if she decides she wants to go do something for her, I love her so much. I'll let her do it. And she feels that way about me. And that's kind of what we're talking about. And a lot of people are like, they get, they get upset because they could never mm -hmm. allow their significant other to be People with. were caught mm -hmm. up on possessions. Yeah, we'll so, talk about that in Sermon on the Mount too. Yeah. It blocks you off. And then my, uh, my voice is, I just, I know how to speak into this mic. So now having a little <laughs> bit of time and, and doing the work again, <laughs> what keeps you most centered spiritually? Okay, so um, a YouTube that I saw was like just when I I want to know like what the right way to pray is, and I and I'm not saying that there's just only one right way to pray, but one thing that I do is I do the Lord's prayer on my knees in the morning, and that kind of like guides the rest of my day in the way it's meant to go, and I think that that's what I that's what that's like number one for me. Number two is making sure that I'm doing so the things that I need to be doing, or else I'm gonna end up back at the doctor's asking for fentermine pills, which is seeing a trainer, 
who's going to kick my ass. So I got one and I see him three days a week now. The meal prepping, thanks to Pat, he's helping me out with that. Um, and then, um, and just hanging around like my, like this, being here and being with you and being with Pat and Billy and like doing this meeting and then um, go like uh, putting work towards like my goals and then just like spending, honestly, like spending so much time with Pat is really helping me because him and I want to do like the same thing. Like we love the filming and we love creating art. And then I have a girlfriend who she has like an art house. So I go to her house and we create art. So that's like, my days are completely booked like weeks in advance. And I'm grateful for that. Like some people are just home doing like not really anything. And I'm literally scheduled out like weeks in advance with things I have to do every single day. That that helps keeping yourself busy. Yeah. Having a plan. Yeah. And then, and now I just got to fit in my step work. And I think also having like, and, and, and posting some of my stuff on TikTok has been cool because people want to know like my sober journey, like what I'm doing. It is holding me accountable, dude. Dude, so dope. Cause honestly, if, if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I'd be sober. Like coming out in front of. (laughs) You should get a copy of this podcast and remember those things. Yeah. So you don't go back to that place where you were at before. I'll never forget speaking at that point doom meeting in front of like 300 people. It's just. And they gave me a copy. Why do we shy away from the spotlight? Like why? Like. If you don't have anything to hide, why why can't we all be a part of this journey together? Like, hey, I was self talking, wants you to hide. I know, but I don't know though, because you've actually said to me like you don't want. I actually am curious about you. You've just arrived on the hot seat. You ready? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious. Like, do you? What are your feelings around like being? a part of this and me like, like tagging you and sort of like letting people know like that you're like an important part of all this. Like, I don't want my, my Instagram tag because that's a graffiti thing. Oh, so you're keeping that, that separate. Yeah. Okay. So damage. Wow. That's crazy. But I feel like it would be so dope if you were like that guy, but with, uh, um, I don't know. That, that's up to you. I, I just it's, it's uh it's destruction. Why like property? Yeah, but what if it's destruction? Oh wow! I get it. That's so dope. I gotta remain anonymous as far as that guy goes. Wow! I get that. That's interesting. even though it's got a it's got a message to it, which I told you. Okay, so I just won't tag you, but you're gonna be Big Paul. People are gonna know yeah, who you are. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not gonna tag you, but people are gonna start to know who you are. They're gonna start. I'm gonna film you. I won't tag you though. It's all right. And it'll just you'll be the guy, dude. There was already people tonight. Someone was like, "Who is that?" And there's some random person was like, "It's Paul," and they went like that because you've been spitting knowledge, going for the throat for like, I think this is probably your third meeting. Three or four. What does yeah. that mean? Someone just said like he like he's like okay he's oh. the dope like he's I don't know I can't remember exactly. They what called it said. me the devil. But it, no, it was just cool that somebody that I don't know 
in the fucking chat like knew your name. Recognize, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I just, okay, I get it now. So I understand. But what, what I was going to say though was, Danielle, if you could put your phone down for five seconds. Um, I, so, so, so this whole thing, this, this social media and presenting my truth online and, and being super vulnerable has made, it's inspired me to do things like clean the house the other day and, 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 um, you know, express my love to Veronica and want to do good things for her and, you know, want to, it's like, makes me want to be a better person. And it's, it, it is kind of a part of it. I will, I'm going to be honest with you. There is a part of it. That's like, Mm -hmm. like, um, I don't know, actually. I'm just trying to think of where that motivation's coming from. It's so I, funny. I know you so well. You know what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I, what, what I was going to say was like, is there a part of it that just wants to be recognized for doing the right thing, which is what they say in the Bible not to do. But honestly, I think there's the bigger part of it is like, yo, like my whole, vi- the whole video about cleaning the house, it was like, yo, like this makes me feel good. And like, you can do this. Like you could just like, so if you feel bad, like just clean your room. Make your bed. It, it's a little thing that could help you feel better. Mm, they say cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah, so my goal in that post wasn't like, look at me. Look at how good of a husband I am. Martyrdom. It was, it, was, uh, it was like, this is something that you can do to feel better. We get it. But I'm, but I'm just trying to kind of call myself. I want to call myself out. Remember we're saying you could be persecuted for righteousness sake and people will call you a martyr. That's what we were reading earlier. Yeah, but in the Bible it says don't do good shit while people are watching. Yeah. But that's that well, I think that that doesn't necessarily apply no. for like to like social media and the internet cuz it's so when they wrote that they were like You're not doing it for that reason. That's what they mean. No, your intentions are different, which yeah. makes it a, which makes it different. Yeah. A hater will make it into whatever they want to make it into. Mm-hmm. Though. Trust That's me, true. and they are. And you will be persecuted. Yeah. And, and it's I, okay I, to be persecuted. I like I actually kind of want to be now. You're blessed. Well, I mean, you, you know, that's be. So here so you want to know how crazy my shit is like <clears throat> I want to I, I want to be also because um, I understand um, like the archetype, like the stories, like cinema, like stories, like I'm obsessed with movies and cinema. And I know that like all great stories, you have like a part in the story where you don't like the person and they come and they get through mm. that. So I'm like, I'm sort of taking people on a journey like with me and I'm, I'm, I'm presenting parts of myself. I know they're not going to like so that I can redeem myself later. And it's like this. And then they get to see, could you chew like not (laughs) right in the mic? And then they get to see how they were judging. And then they get, cause I don't, there's one thing I love so much is when I judge something or someone and then I later realized how wrong I was. Like, I didn't like Pink Floyd when I first, I was like, oh, I'm good. I didn't even, my dad invited me to go to the show and I stayed home and watched Green Day videos. To oh. stay awake. <laughs> Instead. And Pink like, Floyd used to put me to sleep. Yeah, but years later, they became my favorite band. Great band, yeah. Like, literally. And the same thing was well, for Radiohead. And it's like, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, tomatoes. You know, you, you don't like certain things. 
and then you like realize how great they are and, and it shows you how like maturity bro but it also just shows you how like judgmental you are yeah, and how, yeah, and how yeah. not to be that way yeah. so i want to try to be open to everything and I, if i can help other people see that in themselves through me through judging me so many people don't like me they're like i didn't like you at first i really didn't i really i, I to be honest with you i, I was watching your videos just because I didn't like you. And now I'm like, I love you. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something about, I, I, I think that, I don't know, maybe you can help me put this. Well, this, we just, he just said, the, for, it's sort of the for, same now, tip. But as now for, you do need to talk into the mic. Well, something about getting forgiveness, then you. Oh my God, love grows from forgiveness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, so they're forgiving you for being an asshole because they realize you're not. But but that's where the love comes from. Yeah. So if they liked me the whole time, <clears throat> it wouldn't even be as profound no. as if they were able to forgive me. Some so kind if, of attraction kept them roped in to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I know. But, but, but what I'm trying to, I'm trying to like. Some people love to hate people. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's, I'm getting a lot of that too. But I'm just trying to like illustrate something. That I that, that it's kind of hard to forgiveness explain and no what it is is that I don't know if I'd like Pink Floyd as much as I do if I didn't not like them. Mm. Yeah, love grows mm. from like it's learning to lose. It's like the bad. It's like the negative, dark, like bad destruction, the pain. That's what. It's like yin yang. It's like that's how the good shit comes. You're kind of like I've been missing Pink Floyd all these years, huh? No, I, I mean, I got really into them pretty young, but it was almost like I. What is that? Can you help me? Like, yeah, you're totally saying it. I think it's great. Yeah, it's kind of a trip. It's when there's conflict. Mm -hmm. you, the love is even greater if you get through it. Yeah. It's like, the, yeah. it. it's like, it's like, that's, that's literally every story, every the movie, bonds and everything, yeah. every movie ever made. Like, okay. I'm thinking now of just like the greatest film ever, Forrest Gump, right? You, have you, you've seen that, you know, the movie, right? Of course. Okay. So Jenny ends up being this, this like prostitute. She gets AIDS. It, she just like left uh, Forrest. They were in love. And then she just. He, the love of his life got lost and just got into the 60s scene and was playing guitar naked and people were throwing shit at her on stage and she got AIDS and she was on drugs and she almost jumped off the fucking building, you know? I like forget all of this. Yeah, wow. we're watching that. Fucking, yeah, we have to watch literally that. literally the greatest. Forrest loved her irregardless. Forgot, no, dude. but like, but then when she came back, you were like, you felt so much better about it it was so much more profound because of all that shit like they got through it you know and now she's now they're with each other and then they have the son and it's just so like the love is so um so much genuine pure and profound yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not pure it's like it's like the quote it's on the other level it's like unconditional love it's like it, if everything goes great and it's a fairy tale well that's boring as shit right but and it's, it's not it's, real it's life. More, but there's something that's it's more than just like it not being boring. Like there's something about that that I can't quite um 
I don't quite know exactly what it is. Well, I think it has to be based on truth because to actually get over things and overcome things, you need God. Or I feel like, or whatever you want to call it, the glue of overcoming, the catalyst, you've got to step back and open your mind. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But why? I'm just trying to figure it out. But too. why is it that when we do that, we're able to appreciate things even more? Something happened within, within within us. Wow. Right within your fans or whatever. Yeah. Something wow. in them. It yeah. Like, it like opened and enlightened yeah. them. It enlightened them a little bit. And that's what we love about movies is we get to go on that journey mm-hmm. and something within us changes because we're like identifying mm-hmm. with this person. Yeah. We're going through that painful thing with them yeah. and then coming out on the other end. I don't know why, but I thought of this quote that I posted on the clean house thing. Our house is clean enough to be healthy and dirty enough to be happy. I don't know why I thought of that because there's something about like, dirty and traumatic and exciting and um that's interesting because so i think intuitively i know that so i'm kind of i'm letting people see the i'm giving them a little conflict i'm giving them a little i'm giving them something to to not like about me you know i got a crush on this girl they love veronica they love our our love mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. So then I throw that in there. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, fuck you for, yeah, yeah, for having yeah. a cr-. But it's like, it's just all men of are attracted to females. Why can't I be fucking honest about it? And vice versa. But then when I do that, they get angry at me. But then a couple days later, I show this my profound love for her in the ways I do online. And, and literally people are like, oh, I was really starting to not like you, but... Now you got me again. So it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I don't know. It's, you got to keep them on the roller coaster. Right? Show, show your flaws. I mean, you don't, you don't have to. And a lot of people don't do that. But I'm not, it's not even that I'm like intentionally, like strategically doing it. I just think that that's just, you know, all friendships and all relationships go through that stuff. Like we've even already been through it since you've been back in my life. We've had... I've had it with Veronica, I've had it with Tim, I've had it with Steve and Ange, I've had it with Billy, and every time you get through something that's hard or negative or you feel like angry and you're able to grow, see your part, get past that, your the connection gets even deeper and you get closer to that person, I think. Yeah, man. What are your plans for, henceforth? Henceforth? Just, I think doing my step work like so i'm just gonna read what um my sponsor asked for me so um write out step one bullet thoughts but go deep on things that happen to me when i'm using or not in a sober state of mind how did i end up hurting myself how did i end up how do i end up hurting others what am i powerless over a dear god letter to myself and god what is my truth what what life do I want? Where am I really at? And then I'm going to watch The Breakthrough that Pat's mom like really wants us to watch. The Breakthrough? It's a movie? Mm-hmm. It's, it's about, about God. Yeah, it, check that out. Yeah. It's on Netflix? Yeah, but what's trippy is like she's gotten that movie for a bunch of her friends because of the impact it had on her and all the discs like didn't work and it's just like a really hard she's like the enemy does not want anyone to see it and it's about 
how it's about a woman who considers herself Christian and her son. I never watched it. I'm about to. I'm about to watch it with my parents. So basically, this doesn't go. It's something. Not with me. That's so crazy. You're different. This is, there's two separate. But it's me. Entities. Yeah, man. What's he saying? Um, I really just want to watch The Breakthrough. I hear it's like an amazing film. I want to watch it now. Yeah. What are you doing? It's definitely a little cheesy. No, okay. It, so he thinks it's that? cheesy because he think, cause he saw like a shot and it's just like not done the way that like no, is creative. No, you don't know because you haven't seen it. So <laughs> it's a li- like I really want to watch it and I'm stoked. So I'm going to get a new TV for my parents because. Um, she gave you a DVD? No, so the DVD, she was going to give us the DVD, but we don't have anything to use the DVD, so I'm going to buy it on Amazon Prime. Okay, guys. It's not on any other platform? No. Okay, guys. I found so it online. You can find it, The Breakthrough. So, check that um, we love you. We'll do another one soon. I'm going to go eat. And I'm um, sorry for eating on a podcast. I know fine. that's annoying. We got a lot of shit to do. Um, love you guys. We covered a lot of ground, man. We yeah, did. We really did.